The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. Normally, I do a little bit of talking stuff before um, like the episode actually starts and everything, but I don't know what to say because we always we talk to each other all and, the time and so every day that i yeah are you saying i don't need an intro maybe <laughs> well, who am i well that well <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like it, it's a cold open before I actually start the episode, mm-hmm. like something that, like on Hawkeye, where they'll show a little bit of thing, and then they'll show the credits, and then the actual okay. episode starts and stuff. That's called a cold open. I, I know. I know what a cold open is. Okay. <laughs> I I am, you know, a nerd. Yes. Because you listen to podcasts now, so. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, a podcast. Yes. Not mine, no. Sorry. But that's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I fully support you and your podcast. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 4 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through every song in the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Paloma. Each episode, I go track by track with a guest through every album, soundtrack, single, and B-side to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Happy holidays! Welcome to the Better Band Podcast. I am your host, Brandon, and today... We are wrapping up our holiday series this year with the, I didn't write down the fucking year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, We're wrapping up this year's uh, holiday series with the song Someday at Christmas from the 2004 fan club single. With guest, return guest, Molly Palomo. You want me to say your last name too? AKA, well, no one's going to remember who I am. Okay, she's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I, I'm pretty sure no one really listened to my episode. So That's fine. okay. Well, there's no, there was, I know, I, I know of at least one person that did. Woo-hoo. Because they said it's like, oh yeah, she did the uh, the uh, episode on something something. I was like, yeah, yeah, because I couldn't find anything about it, and there's not really nothing to say about that episode. Oh, so that's the one you that get song. me on. Well, I guess <laughs> I didn't bring you on here to just roast me the whole time. <laughs> it's okay, I love you. I love. Hello you to too. the one person that remembered me. Uh yes. Molly is back, and like I said, she's all right. And I'm trying to get past the, uh, I'm trying to skate past the rules, the uh, part of the terms and conditions when you get a podcast, like when you uh, sign up and have to click all the accept and agree and everything for hosting a podcast and everything on the websites and stuff that uh, 
I do that and everything like that. And like I, my, the the place that I've been using just is shutting down. Oh no! At the end of the year or something, so I had to find a new one. And you know, everybody has this where that says like whenever you mention that 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 word, you have to say it like Borat. So of course, can we say my wife? And Obviously, so, yes. So. <laughs> Were you able to find a new place to host? Yes. Yes, I did. And it, they said, it's like, hey, if you transfer over to here, we'll give you six months free. It's like, oh, awesome. Hey, even yeah, better. Yeah, because free is good. And I've always had free. But now I transferred over and we'll have to, in six months, start paying, I guess. But it's How much? Pretty. Uh, people, this isn't time. This isn't. <laughs> oh, shit. This isn't time. <laughs> This isn't time for my plugs, but I I do have Patreon. And a Ko-Fi. And Kofi. Co- whatever. I say Kofi. Coffee, Ko-Fi. Yes. However. That people can uh, support me at. And they do. And I believe they do give me enough to where I'll be able to pay for hosting well fantastic thanks people yes less money out of our bank account yes (laughs) and his wife appreciates that yes (laughs) you're good people thanks but during december all that money that i'm getting is going to the food bank of northern nevada oh you're a good guy too yeah so i knew i married you for a reason yes november no not november yes november and december i love it Every year, all the time. Awesome. Yes. Give me praise. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're here to talk about this song written by Ron Miller and Brian Wells, first performed by Stevie Wonder on the 1966 single. Uh, and then the following year, he put that on his Christmas album. Also in, I said Stevie Wonder, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, in uh, 2015, he did a duet with Andra Day oh. on the song as well. Uh, the, uh, m- more notable cover versions, uh, Diana Ross, The Temptations, Hanson. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Jackson 5, which this Pearl Jam version is more a Jackson 5 cover than um, than the Stevie Wonder version if you listen to both versions and you can tell it's like oh yes this is like that um let's see you we had we listened to a bunch of different versions mm-hmm. um you of course noticed that it was more like the michael jackson rather than stevie you mean Wonder jackson Ray. five jackson i mean five. what the hell did i say michael jackson <laughs> Oh, damn it. I mean, you're maybe, not like you're maybe, not entirely wrong. Maybe it's because uh, Michael and Jermaine are the main singers on the Jackson Five well, yeah, like version. You're not totally wrong. Yes, I covered my ass pretty well. <laughs> I do say myself. Yes, yeah, so the Jackson Five version. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. With its uh, its super Motown, you can tell the bass is kind of mm-hmm. kicking all over the place and everything like that. And I think Jeff kind of does a good job of kind of mimicking that and everything if you notice those sorts of things <laughs> yes i did i i, yes, I do. tried to but i'm not as musically uh oh, what's the word i want competent 
No, wait. I, maybe I don't want to say that word. But. Rude. <laughs> I mean, basically is what I'm Aware? getting at. Uh, yeah. Versed. I don't oh, know. there we go. Close. Yeah. Same difference as you are. I tried. I tried That's to, fair. but. Okay. Well, well, then let me get my, some of my other music nerdiness out Please of the way do. then too. Uh, if you're listening to the song, you may notice that it kind of sounds like every, uh, pretty much not every verse, but like as the song goes on, like it sounds like Ed is kind of singing higher and higher. As the song goes on, that's a little bit of a trick because the verses, when it starts, it's like, that starts to kind of like up there and then it starts taking steps down and then uh, like at the chorus-ish part or something like that, like the next uh, part after that will be uh, sung lower and so then it starts up high again with the next uh, couplet, quadruplet, whatever. I don't know how you're saying that. So it kind of sounds like he keeps going up and up and up but it's really a trick because he goes up and then down and then down and then down and then up back to that same note he doesn't really get much higher than that see i wouldn't have noticed that but you know these things Because he just says like, "Oh man, he's singing high. It's like almost too high for him to hit that note." But nowadays, it probably is uh, too high for him to hit that note. This is two thousand four, four, six. I just closed that tab. (laughs) (sighs) It's pop quiz. That's why you don't close your tabs. Recently closed tab. Well, I don't like to have everything opened because. It doesn't matter. I don't like to have everything open because it slows stuff down. 2004. Did I see 2004? Okay. Did I see 2004? You started, you, you, you said 2000 foot, 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 six. Oh, and then you got mad. Okay. We'll go back. So you were on the right track. Maybe. Maybe I got that right. Maybe I'll edit it in so I do sound <laughs> there right. There you go. Also, speaking of the Jackson 5 cover, as we were uh, a couple minutes ago, um, the cover version of the 10 Club single is also a parody or homage to the Jackson 5 single of how it looks too so that's uh that's why they did it like that also uh if if you got a chance this pearl this pearl jam cover version was also released on the very cool christmas volume three compilation which i think was a two vinyl set or something like that that they released it so so the other versions, mm-hmm. what did you think? Did you have any impression on them or like the uh, the Stevie Wonder original right. and kind of how then the Jackson 5 interpolated it? And then so it got first of all, uh-huh. I had no idea that was Stevie Wonder. Oh, okay. I've heard that song many times on the radio. I had no idea it was him until you had me uh-huh. <laughs> listen to it on that playlist. I went, Oh, Stevie Wonder. I definitely thought it was a girl singing for all the years that I heard the song. Just fine. There's nothing to like, nothing to say, you know. I just thought it was a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Um, but that's like, you know, that's the classic. That's the one you've all heard. Which I was never like a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. But I also never paid a lot of attention to it. It just wasn't like, you know, it's not one of the... It's not Holly Jolly Christmas or... 
the Christmas song or, you know, the, the, the classic ones that you. Mariah Carey. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it like it's not as like overplayed as a lot of the other ones. So, you know, I would hear it and it was just kind of like whatever. I didn't pay much attention to it. Yes, um, you, you, you listen to a lot more Christmas radio than I do. Yes. Because once the the channel the the station we have here turns to all christmas music here all i listen to all over it and i honestly think i've only heard it like maybe once this season it, it for whatever reason it's just not you know not a super commonly played one until about i think i think last year was the first time like i i heard it and actually paid attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. and it kind of was like a whole new song after actually listening to it and like actually paying attention to the lyrics and have like understanding more of what the lyrics, you know, we're talking about instead of just hearing it and not really listening to it, you know. I think I'd heard the Jackson 5 version before, but I'm not 100% sure. And then I hadn't heard any of the other versions. But the Hanson version was real good. <laughs> I I was fully prepared to um just kind of joke about it and and be like, oh yeah, you know, Hanson, cool. I'm so glad that's on there. And then it came on. I was like, oh damn, this is actually really good. <laughs> I can't deny it. It might be my favorite version. Because you you are of the age of when yes. Hanson was They're, right yes. in your demo. I think I was at like a hair young, like just on the cusp of like coming into the whole boy band. You know, preteen. I was like just almost too young for it, but just managed to kind of come on to that wave but they were they were my first they were before NSYNC before Backstreet Boys that was the first I had the cassette not the CD I had the cassette with you know Mbop and all that goodness on it and thought they were real cute but you know they it was a really it's a really good version like it's (laughs) legit it's legitimately good uh the Mary J Blige version oh that one was really good too yeah I I think that that like her voice is pretty much like I was thinking when you were saying that you didn't know that it was Stevie Wonder and it kind of sounded like a woman. It's kind of like, oh, that's like Mary J. Blige is like in the exact same range. notes. Yeah, the same range. Yep. As Stevie Wonder is there. And it's kind of like, oh, man, like I wonder if like there's any other. I'm not a super huge Blige head, I think my. <laughs> is, that, is that a term? <laughs> no, it's not. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really good, too. Uh, I, uh, my, I think my dad is more uh, in tune with Mary J. Blige. Probably. <laughs> then I know that I know that I listened to her first record a bunch because my dad had it and would play mm-hmm. it all the time and everything like that. But uh, kind of wondering, like, oh, are there more like Stevie Wonder songs that she's done? Because like I think her voice like would be well suited to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and his you know his voice changed over the years as they do, and I don't know. It just it, I, I, he I feel like he had to have been really really young when he first recorded that song probably, which now I'm making you look up again (laughs) but you know he just he sounds you know significantly younger than like what i'm used to thinking of i guess yeah because when he first started he was uh, i think known as like little stevie little yeah little stevie wonder uh he started making music it was released when he was 13 that song was released no no not not, not that song okay uh no he wasn't 13 he was 16 so when uh, yeah see like yeah i mean you can you can tell for sure you know that his voice changed and aged and you know like i said i didn't mean anything offensive by it or anything i just no, 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 no. i just didn't know it was him and thought it was a woman someday at christmas men won't be boys playing with bombs like kids play with toys 
One warm December, our hearts will see a world where men are free. Someday at Christmas there'll be no wars When we have learned what Christmas is for When we have found what life's really worth There'll be peace on earth Someday all our dreams will come to be The Temptations version really threw me for a loop, though, (laughs) (laughs) because you had like you had like three just like solid, like classic versions of the song, you know, back to back and kind of got into a funk of listening to it, everything. Then all of a sudden this dude's super deep voice just comes in and starts narrating the words. He's not even singing and it just kind of like it jolted me out of my my cleaning funk as I was listening to the songs. I was like, what's happening? Someday at Christmas, men won't be boys. Playing with bombs like kids play with toys. One warm December, our hearts will see a world where men are free. Yes. Someday at Christmas, there'll be no war. When we've learned what Christmas is for. It, it, it sounds like it's it's something that would be like a narration, like over a Christmas movie. Oh, or something for sure. Like that, or... And I like the Temptations. It just like it wasn't yeah, what I was like, expecting. Someday at Christmas, uh-huh. men won't be boys. It was just it was startling after the <laughs> yeah. previous versions I listened to. Um, yeah. So the song came out. It was the '60s, late '60s. There's Vietnam going on. There mm-hmm. is uh, civil rights demonstrations, everything like that going on, which I think informs a lot of the lyrics. Looking at genius at the lyrics, and I see some of the annotations that people on here put, which are insane reaches. <laughs> <laughs> really? You didn't just look up the straight lyrics? No, no, no. I have the lyrics on here. Oh, okay. Do you know what genius? No. Okay, so Genius, uh, I think it started off as Rap Genius. Okay. And um, it is basically a website where it has lyrics to rap songs and stuff like that. And then it would also have annotations Mm -hmm. for references in the lyrics and stuff. So it's kind of like, oh, this is referencing this, this is this. And it basically lyric lyric annotations. Gotcha. Uh, And then it's, uh, yeah, and so then it's genius now and so it covers more than just right rap and so it's a good website if you're just looking for lyrics and stuff but people it's just like any sort of uh wiki mm-hmm. where people can put, put in, in their, their own, own little... sort of stuff and yeah usually you want to put in sources <laughs> for it's like oh you know you can't just make this... stuff up well you can but <laughs> yeah. no i know <laughs> but then like when you click on it it'll say you know stuff like uh for the first uh, verse, someday at Christmas, men won't be boys playing with bombs like kids play with toys. It says, Stevie Wonder wishes of a world with peace, unlike children who viciously play with toys, a.k.a. bombs. Uh, no, that's not. 
not uh, that, quite. That that is missing the point, point entirely of a metaphor. <laughs> where what's a metaphor? Where uh, yeah, war is going on, and the people who are in charge of governments and everything like that that are waging war are playing with human lives and bombs recklessly, like kids would play with yep. toys. Which is why pretty you know. obvious to me, but yes. So I'm saying, like, I, 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 I don't know why. You know, all the times over the years I have heard this song, the actual words of the song, like, never registered and actually like paid attention to them at all until very recently. I want to say last year or the year before, and it like I don't know why suddenly my brain was like, oh, we're gonna actually hear what's being said here, and then I was like, oh, this is like a whole new. It's taken on a whole new meaning for me, and this is actually a really legit song, and I love what it's saying, and I just had never paid attention to it before, I guess. Yeah, um, you know, and seeing uh, someday all our dreams will come to be someday in a world where men are free, saying, oh, Stevie Wonder wants all the people... Wait, no, let me let me read the exact words, because <laughs> Wonder is speaking... Hope and inspiration with telling everyone that their their spelled T H E R E dreams and inspirations will come true. He also speaks very confident on all men being free from jail. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man, who wrote these? I don't know. It's probably probably somebody young who doesn't really understand what the civil rights uh, in <laughs> the struggle uh -huh. in the sixties and seventies. Well, it's still going on to a great degree was going on. So, uh, yeah, it always strikes. It strikes me kind of weird listening to this and kind of you have, okay, Stevie Wonder, the Jackson 5, Temptations is kind of like a real Motown. And then, okay, Pearl Jam, Jackie Ivanko, yeah. Rascal Flats, <laughs> all these like white people. Not the uh, core demographic. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. It, Who is this speaking to? Not you. I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's not necessarily like appropriation, but it is sort of like. Insensitivity? No, not no. insensitivity. It's just sort of like, well, I think. Cluelessness? With, uh, I think with like music, it is sort of, you know, especially with, you know, so, you know, like all the, all these people are, you know, iconic and everything like that. So it's kind of like, okay, you know, you're paying. Tribute, tribute, you're honoring, you know, all the stuff that came before by kind of doing it and everything. You know, I, I don't know if any of the younger people who heard the Justin Bieber version oh, Lord. when it came out <laughs> went back and listened to Stevie Wonder I or Jackson 5 versions it. or anything like that. And kind of it's like, oh, okay, you know, it, it's got more... I don't know about authenticity, but it has more maybe gravitas or it has more sincerity. Weight, I think, for sure. Yeah, I think with the older mm -hmm. artists and stuff then. Right. Like, is this like, is this the right story for Justin Bieber to tell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there, there's a line, people. It's, I'm actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, one of the questions that was kind of going through my mind knowing I was going to do this was how you felt about, you know, knowing that with the lyrics being what they are and what it's talking about and the time that it was written and, and recorded, 
you know, you have kind of the two most famous versions of this, you know, being black men and, and people of color and a lot of the versions being by people of color. And do you think it changes, you know, how much of a difference does it make when it's when it's being sung by by, you know, a white man by, you know, someone like, you know, even Pearl Jam or, you know, yeah, Justin Bieber, Jackie <laughs> Ivanka, Rascal Flatts, you know, what it does that, you know, how does that really affect the song and, and what it what what it's saying and what it means and, you know, like you were saying. I don't I don't think it changes like the meaning of the song or anything right. like that. I think that it changes the impact. Right, it hits different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's sort of, you know, sort of like acting or something, you know, if you have a script or something like that, you give it to different actors, they will portray different aspects of that character or whatever mm-hmm. is on the page. You know, they'll all have their different sort of um, takes on it and stuff like that. Right. But if the actor has more in it that they can connect to, right? they can portray a character. More authentically. I don't like the word authentic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then just edit that out. That's fine. No, no, no. <laughs> like uh, they, they, they portray it in a more they have more weight mm-hmm. to it right i think that that can come across when you uh when you see them and stuff for sure um i don't i don't like the word authentic because i don't necessarily believe in authenticity clarify because not that I don't. Not that I don't like agree with you. I just have no idea what you're saying. So no, 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 <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Tell I me th- what you're saying because I, I don't I, know what you mean. No, I, I think I've kind of like I, I don't think I've ever talked about it on any episodes or anything like that. I've I've always I think sort of like maybe bristled at it when people bring it up or something like that, just because mm-hmm. it's like ah, or maybe maybe it's just when I listen to other people talk about it. I'm just like, it doesn't <laughs> exist. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's just basically because like. When, you, you know, you're writing lyrics, you're like, okay, this is, you know, how I really feel, whatever, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're writing lyrics for it or something like that. You sing the song, you're not going to sing how you feel. I mean, that's, and you're like, okay, well, what's the melody going to be? How syllabically does this fit? Does it fit a rhyme scheme? And mm-hmm. so already those feelings are going through a filter. Right. So it's not authentic it's not real so there's a little layer removed there right um so it's like okay so i'm gonna perform it and so i'm up on stage and you're not really you when you're on the stage because you're performing Mm -hmm. and you're and you're sort of emoting and you're trying to get people into it and so you're playing a part even if you're kind of like thinking okay how do I tap into the emotion that I felt when I was when I was writing this song and when I was doing it, you know, for the first time or something like that? Right. And that's also playing a part, you know, that's right. another level removed from whatever authenticity it is and stuff like that. And, you know, even like oh, performing it and singing it when you're recording it and stuff like that. Well, you got to rehearse it. It's like, OK, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. I got to make sure that I take my breaths here and there and everything like mm-hmm. that. You know, that's that's a level removed from authenticity. Right. Two, and, you know, 
I see what you're saying. Yeah, and it's all, in a sense, a product anyway, because, you know, it's kind of like, ah, you know, if I write a song that nobody cares about and nobody's going to listen to, what's the point? Right. And so I got to make it kind of hooky. I got to make it right. so people want to listen to it. I got to make it's it... It's for s- consumption. Yeah, it's like, I, it's, it, you know, and there's, you know, all these levels removed of authenticity mm-hmm. you know and and you know once you're up on a stage and you have people looking at you you're you're in an artificial creation mm-hmm. anyways kind of like that's not where people are people aren't put up on right. stages you know people aren't you know regular real people aren't aren't like that they're on the ground they're with you they're next to you and everything like that mm-hmm. and so you know that's that's another level of artifice that's on there right so that's why i don't think that in really any sort of art authenticity can exist because and and then there's levels of people viewing it too everybody's gonna yeah 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 they're gonna see whatever they want to see from it and everything like that and you try to it's like no it's really about this it's about this it's kind of like oh well you know isn't reaction to something authentic too and so my first (laughs) and so my first impression of that and what i saw and what i heard and everything like that isn't that the authentic, right. you know, reaction to it? And then if I listen to it over and over again, if I study it, if I find out what it really means and everything like that, what you meant, what your authentic version uh, as the creator is, you know, that's less of how you really felt and mm-hmm. all that stuff is going to filter into you and change how you thought and felt about it too. And so that's less quote unquote authentic Okay. As well. That's... Fair enough. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to convince anybody or change anybody's mind. No, it's okay. just... It's just a little tangent. It's fine. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean that's just you know. I wasn't. I wasn't sure I would necessarily agree with you, but I, I know I get what you're saying for sure. I think you can intend for something to be you know as authentic as possible, but yeah, like if it's yeah, like you said, there's always going to be layers of removal and perception and you know. Yeah, I, I, that's going to take away from it a little bit. I, I don't think it's something, I don't think that as, I don't think that for people who create authenticity should be a goal. Right. I think that it should be more self-satisfaction. Than <laughs> Just <laughs> right. sort of like, am I okay enough with this that other people can look at it or right. something? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, be you, do what you like and. Yeah, and. Be That's happy it. with it, yeah, whether if it's you're happy with it because it's going to be a hit or if you're happy with it because it's what you, you know, wanted to put out there. Yeah, yeah, because it's you're saying what you want to say or right. for sure. Any of that stuff. TED Talks with Brandon. <laughs> good job. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm good with it. I was. I, I think the only other thing that I was going to say is that I, I, I think why I decided that I did really like this song as a Christmas song is. I think it, it kind of captures that, that spirit of Christmas being about hope. And, you know, you can, you can certainly want these things year-round and want that to be the world that you live in all the time. But there's just always, like, a little bit more of a feeling during Christmas time that, you know, maybe, just maybe, these things are possible. You know, it's, it's, it's Christmas time. Miracles can happen at Christmas time, right? You know, hope is more alive at Christmas time. And, and so maybe this dream is more achievable right now because it's Christmas, you know? And that's, you know, that's kind of what I, that's my jam. That's what I'm all about at Christmas time. So that, you know, I, I like it. 
Yeah, I think in other Christmas songs and stuff, you'll hear a lot about peace and stuff. And so it's kind of like, oh, you know, there'll be peace on earth and stuff like that. It's like, okay, yeah, this is like a good, I don't know, it's got that sense of a classic Christmas song. Right. Because of that. Another thing I forgot to mention, because I didn't write it down in my notes, (laughs) uh, in the Jackson 5 version and this Pearl Jam version, uh, starts and end off, starts and ends with uh, White Christmas, a little sort of motif there oh yeah the yeah beginning i remember hearing end. that i liked that i liked that a lot I just added a little holly jolly spirit yeah. to it yeah i think i think that i don't know maybe christmas time you know you're supposed to give gifts or something like that that's sort of like the big selling point or whatever about that and i think that that is a symbol of generosity and i think that's a lot of what the christmas spirit is about is it about generosity and being giving with humanity for sure and you know whether that be monetarily and so you know people have enough to eat all that sort of stuff like it says in the song um no hungry children no empty hand with love and emotion mm-hmm. and empathy and understanding and, and giving that extra grace to your fellow human being when otherwise it might be hard for you to do that or, or you know, it's, it's easy to be quick to judge people, but just kind of having the generosity of spirit to say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen. I'm going to be understanding. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to give you, you know, the time and the empathy to really put myself in your shoes and to, to, to see where you're coming from and be a little bit more sword I want. I don't know. You get me. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I completely lost the word I was looking for. That's okay. Um, understanding, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think just, you know, you know, around this time and everything like that is sort of easier to remember that. And I think that that's sort of something that's hard to be mindful of all the rest of the time of the year because you know you're not being reminded to consume 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 Mm -hmm. whatever like that or it's for consumption for another reason you know about you know i want this i want this i want this instead of like this other person wants this yeah so i'm gonna get it for them right i think it's just what i don't know it's just what makes christmas time so special like no matter what you're you know if you have a religious affiliation or not or 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 what but just there's just something, at least to me, that is just so special about this time of year and what it can bring out in people. And and like you said, it tends to be the opposite of me, 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 and what I want and what I'm going to get. But it, it it's so much more focused on what you're going to give and making special things happen for other people and, and going above and beyond to, you know, give to people and, and help people in need. And people just tend to really dig deep at Christmas time and do more than maybe they normally would and I think it just brings that out in people time and time again and just I think it's really it's its own kind of holy you know I think it's just special and I I think maybe we kind of messed up a little bit because (laughs) the way that I've been wrapping this up kind of goes into what we're already talking about so maybe I don't know if you have more to say or if you already did it oh it's it's Christmas I always have more to say 
uh so yeah yeah i because I, I told you ahead of time i think we're here we're at the end so we'll wrap this up as i have for these couple of episodes so now i will pose the question to you as we're here at the end uh, Molly, what does Christmas mean to you? And you have a big smile so, on your face. As I do. That. <laughs> so everything that I already said, and uh, you can certainly go back and edit that into this part if you want to, <laughs> if that's not too much work. You know, on one hand, there's just that like, it's just that magic, man. Like, it's just there's just nothing like it. It, it like being a kid and and like wanting that one that one big thing that you just think in your head, it's like there's, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. It's like I just I wish, I hope. I wish, I hope, but there's just, oh, there's no way it's too much or whatever, you know, and then somehow Christmas morning, like, you get that thing and it's just like the most magical feeling in the world. And then somehow being a parent now is even better than that. And I, as a kid, like, could not think ever that it could get, Christmas could get any better than being a kid at Christmas. And now I'm a parent of a kid at Christmas and it's the greatest thing I've ever experienced in my life somehow it's even more just magical and special and beautiful and you know and that's the that's the uh, the shallow materialistic side of it of me of you know who doesn't like getting presents and that's okay but like I said before it just I, you know I don't think you have to be of any religious affiliation to like feel a special kind of holiness if you will in the air this time of year just I don't know. I, I don't even know if I can know how to put it into words that it's just so unique and special to Christmas time and what people do and how people give and, and the joy that people, you know, have and how, how deep they dig to give to others and make those magical, special, amazing surprises happen for people. And, you know, the, the, the time that you spend as a family, you know, those, those traditions year after year that just every year seem to like get bigger and more like special each time you do them because it's one more year that oh yes we've always done this and it just like adds to it each time and are you smiling because i'm not making any sense or smiling because no, you think it's cute <laughs> like, i don't know if that's like a deprecating smile like you're oh. just rambling and just like just having those things that you know you can count on you know you can look forward to and i mean i could talk about christmas forever but it's just for me it's like it's like my fuel to get through the rest of the year <laughs> i spent all year looking forward to christmas and then it just like it, it it fills me up in a way that like nothing else does and then like it lasts me you know the next year until it's christmas time again and then it's time to refuel <laughs> and, it, and it works and it's just i love everything about it and i and you know seeing how aurora loves christmas and how she acts mm-hmm. too is like she you know she likes getting stuff you know, like in any kid, but or like adult. She, you know. <laughs> I mean, come on, who doesn't like getting presents? There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to feel guilty for liking getting stuff, okay? <laughs> but she, but she loves like making stuff and wanting to oh, yeah, give stuff to people mm-hmm. and like wanting to help people oh, yeah. too. And, and she's, for the record, she's almost seven, but she's she's just under seven, and she's so so generous already. And always like wants to help people and and do things for others. Yeah, she'll you know you know feel bad about unhoused people and stuff and being like, oh, I want to help them mm-hmm. and you know that sort of stuff. And it's I I, I maybe I'm just talking about this stuff because I want to brag about how good our kid is. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. No, but I I think that it's all you know. It, it's sort of you know she she gets what all mm-hmm. this is about. 
Absolutely. I mean, she's been, she was more insanely generous this year with donating stuff of hers, you know, toys and clothes and books and stuff that she, you know, had outgrown or didn't really play with anymore or whatever. And, and understanding that there's, you know, families and kids all around her that don't have what she has that aren't, you know, as privileged as she is and wanting to, to still make their, their holiday special and make them feel happy. And, you know, we've, we've always talked about that and tried to do it, you know, each year, but this year was really like, she's, she stepped it up. Like I couldn't believe the amount that she was willing to, to part with and, and how happy it made her to, you know, to pass those things on to people. Uh, yeah. I never know how to wrap these things up when I've been doing this for so long. Anyway. Yeah, I guess we're done and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. And, uh, thank you, Molly, for doing this with me and, and I'll, I'll talk to you in a minute when I'm done. <laughs> oh, man, you're stuck with me. You don't get to log off and then just never talk to me again. Yes, yeah, so and we don't have to catch up, but I'll have to say, oh, man, I'll, I'll have you back. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you again because I just will. Merry Christmas, everybody. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by their respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only and for fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Better Band Pod. I'm on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to support this podcast, you can go to either ko-fi.com slash Brandon P or patreon.com slash Brandon P. You can also just give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Molly and as always, this is Brandon saying... Nothing like a depressant to chase the blues away. Okay, now when you talk, when you when you talk, you're gonna have to get close to the microphone. Okay. 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 So Aurora, you just listened to the Pearl Jam song that we're talking about. It's called "Someday at Christmas." Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard this song before? Yeah, you played it for me. Oh, okay. One so day. I guess this isn't the first time you heard it then. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, let's see. Uh, what did, did did do you think this is a good Christmas song? Well, I was just discussing this with Nana and Papa, but I I think it 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 sounds like Christmas to me. It just it also at the same time. It doesn't really make the Christmas spirit for me. <laughs> does it? Does it need like jingle bells? Yeah. Would that make it sound more Christmassy? Yeah, jingle bells, the bee. It, I don't really know how, how else. No. No. What's 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 one of your favorite Christmas songs? If I had to pick one, it would probably. You do because that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> 
it would probably be I don't know. I did this yesterday but I can't really remember. So I know Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Jingle Bells Rock and Jingle Bells. Okay. Do you, do you, oh. oh what? And also all I want for Christmas is you. Oh, okay. Now uh I want a hippopotamus for Christmas? No. No? Oh, okay. That's like mommy's favorite. Still. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think do you think Pearl Jam could do a, a version of Rudolph? Do you think that that would be? Yeah, just some jingle version? bells and then, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rory. Welcome. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Listen up.